Hello and welcome to another episode of the FOMO Cast. It's Chris here live again in studio with Tim. Say hello, Tim. Hello, Tim. He's graced his appearance into the into the the cave of of solitude yet again. Um, we got a bunch of stuff for you today. Uh, make sure you check us out on our link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash FOMOcast Gaming. And just like and subscribe, do everything. We got so much to get into, but we're going to start it off. Three more people have passed. We know more some people pass and we don't you know, see it, but these are the ones we've noticed. Um, Tim was educating me on the first one, who was BJ Thomas, who um, he wrote... Or did he? What, what was his involvement with uh, um, Hooked on the Feeling? Um, he was. Uh, it says a singer released a string of hits, including Hooked on a Feeling and Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head, which uh, earned the Best Original Song Oscar cover of Hank Williams. Uh, <clears throat> oh, wait. A cover him. I'm So Lonely I Could Cry and Hey, Won't You Play Another Somebody Done Somebody Wrong Song. Interesting. Why is that? Yeah. Anyways, I mean, known for Hooked on a Feeling and uh, Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head. And for you uh, Marvel fans, Hooked on a Feeling was on Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, the Ugachaka song. So, um, he was 78. um, Almost uh, all of them I've seen didn't really have a cause of death. You know, aside, you know, the next person was 92, so it's not like it was... A shocker. Yeah. Well, um, BJ Thomas, it said he uh, died from complications due to stage four lung cancer at his home. So, well, then. Yeah. He was, you know, that's sad to see. And it didn't, I didn't uh, look up on when he um, got the cancer, if he, you know, fought it, went away, and then came back worse. I, I don't know, but I saw that. I'm like, ooh, that's stage four, not good. So, yeah, that's, that's, um, I've seen quite a few people, you know, lately, like stage four now, it's almost like, do you want to do chemo and then die in three months and not be able to do anything? Or do you want to not do chemo, die in a month, but live freely and do what you got to do? Exactly. And I mean, especially at, depending on like anything, how old you are. I mean, if you're younger, hey, let's do it and fight, you know, try to fight it off. But I mean, it, you know, it kind of like I said, it just stinks because you never know when that's going to happen. But yeah, if you, you know, you hear a lot of them. You know what? You know, I'm older. I lived my life. I, I, I'm good to go, and I'm just going to go out. Uh, you know, peacefully. Actually, one of our uh, buddies' mom, uh, yes, did that because um, I think she fought it before and it came back. I'm not sure. I just know I that. Can't remember? I yeah. know that his uh, other relative had passed cancer. Yeah. Um, I guess there's a better prognosis as of now. Oh, that's good. But um, I do know, like, I had a customer of mine when I used to do pest control that he was um, dying from cancer, and um, it was bone cancer. And they said, if you do chemo, you can't go fishing. He goes, well, I love fishing. I live long enough. So, uh you know, R.I.P. to B.J. Thomas. Uh, sad to see him go. And great music. Uh, I greatly appreciate that. Uh, next we have, uh, it, this one was funny because when Tim put it on there, I wanted to look it up. And you search his name, which is Wayne Van Horn. It doesn't show up on his IMDb because it's under Buddy Van Horn. And um, he was actually a stunt double. It Mainly it shows Clint Eastwood, but... Um, he was a stunt double for a lot of people. Probably, well, I mean, if you did Clint Eastwood, and obviously back in the day, um, you get that 
that cowboy look and I mean, just because you're stunt double doesn't mean you need to have the same. You could have the same. Well, especially in the seventies and eighties. I mean, exactly, yeah. but I mean, if you're just doing like, oh, I need you to walk this way, you don't need to look at his face or anything. You could dress anybody up as long as he's got the same um, body shape of him. And in those westerns, all those guys pretty much kind of had the same same body shape. So I could definitely see. Excuse me, while. He had the um, so the the ones he has listed is Clint Eastwood, Gregory Peck, and Guy Williams. So I think, huh. it, like you said, it's just the body type, you know. Which here's a cool fact I didn't know. When you, you know how they dub movies so in Spanish and other languages, yeah. Did you know that like almost a hundred percent of the time, if you let's say for instance I did the Spanish translation for Matt Damon, they would search search me out every time they do a movie. To do dubbing for Matt Damon. Oh, really? They so you, almost like tie you to that person because they want to have the same sounding the, voice and everything like that. I mean, that would make sense. It's not as advanced as it was back then. Like you said, this guy, he was a stunt double for two people who Gregory Peck and Clint Eastwood do not look alike. So, you know. Right, exactly. And I saw, and the only reason is I kind of noticed it, well, A, besides doing a search on it, um, but also Clint Eastwood gave a, a nice little tribute to him. I can't remember on... I think it was on social media. I can't remember what platform. I'm sure all of them um, on it. And I'm like, oh shoot, that's that's cool. So well, I've because I've heard like, um, who is it? There's somebody who's brother. Oh, um, like The Rock. His cousin is his stunt double and stand in whenever they need someone. So usually you become pretty close, you know, with the person because yeah. You're always hanging out with them, and you know they they make jokes like the Game of Thrones meme where they have all the stunt doubles sitting together. But you know Clint Eastwood, you know was the man like an it man at the time. So yeah, being his stunt double was pretty big. Well, and especially you got those guys that have a unique physique. Yes. All of the Rock, Arnold Schwarzenegger, all of those type guys. So it's you have very limited casting, and like you said, sometimes it is a cousin because right. that's probably the closest you're you're going to get as long as like i said he has the same um you know physique as as him which what's cool is speaking of that we're gonna talk about it later but when they did the opening ceremony for marvel's avengers campus that is that was anthony mackie's stunt double that was in oh, the really? Fal- that was in the um the That's captain cool. american falcon suit i want to say he looked just really good <laughs> he looked really good yeah that was that was his stunt double because i've seen him before on like the behind the scenes stuff and I think Anthony Mackie was one of the ones I saw that was like, you know, huge shout out to my stunt double. You know, you know. I think okay, I think that makes sense because one of um, oh somebody that I follow on Instagram, not famous or anything like that, but in Disney one, anyways, um, she posted, oh hey, um, I went over and said hi to whatever this guy's name is, uh-huh. and I thought it was oh. Uh, like somebody that she knew because she worked at um, under the Disney umbrella, I think for um, Imagineering or whatnot, and it was the um, Winter Soldier. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. I thought it was you know somebody that got laid off and came back. Well, then she posted later. Oh, by the way, it wasn't that person. I was just saying that, and I think I can't remember the name, but I bet you it was. The like you said the stunt now it makes sense because you could tell in, in the video they're friendly they know each other pretty well like yeah. Anthony Mackie I don't see him being like that with just any person so right 
Um, but yeah, so uh, RIP to him. And the last one was, so here's the tricky part about this one is I've noticed um, a lot of the people on TMZ, they've been posting their legal name and not their show name. So her legal name is Rami Walthall, but she went by Rami Windsor uh, when she acted. Um, people would know her from uh, uh, Face Off. Um, but it looks like she hasn't been in anything since really since 2011. And she has something coming up, the Gypsy Child. Um, 48 credits. I mean, uh, but the thing is, is I've noticed a lot of the people that are passing now. She was so she was only 57. But just so you know, like she legitimately looks like she was in everything. I mean, only one episode of Charles in Charge, but she had an episode of Charles in Charge, an episode of T.J. Hooker, episode of Moonlighting. Um, episode of quantum leap she was in big bad john if you know that she had episode of matlock dragnet in the heat of the night perry mason i mean she was in a lot of stuff that was popular back then i've noticed uh with our ones we've been doing lately a lot of them they don't have like uh credit if they don't have credits recently they were in kind of like in a lot of stuff back then yeah because she was in oh so it looks like one of her last in the end, she went by her maiden, her maiden, her real name in the last, uh, she was in one episode in 1999 for the X-Files. Uh, wow. She was in everything. Love Boat, The Next Wave, Silk Stockings. Jeez. So she passed away as all, as well. Um, they don't, they don't have anything released as of yet. And it was kind of weird because they just released the news. Uh, think day before yesterday or yesterday, and she passed away on the nineteenth. So, huh? Yeah, especially being that young, you kind of want to know, like, because like like uh, Buddy Van Horn passed away on the eleventh, and everyone's just finding out. But he was ninety two, yeah. so it's not like this guy is always going to this restaurant in L A. That and so it's weird that he, you know, you haven't seen him. You know, with her, it is kind of weird being younger. But like I said, she hasn't been anything. So yeah. Um. Uh, so RIP to all of them. We're going to go into our more positive stuff, except we have one item that I want to address because it is kind of poignant. Uh, nothing serious, but it's about a show. Uh, but the first thing we have that's I'm super stoked for is the Flash director has revealed the return of the Batman 89 suit. And all the images they show are of basically like a little bit of blood on the original Batman suit. So I'm super stoked for that because Michael Keaton, while they have said he's in it, you know how hard it is to actually confirm, you know, because, because, yeah. uh, well, with, uh, and this is not really a spoiler, but it is a spoiler. So Paul Bettany, who played Vision in the MCU and in, in WandaVision, he said in an interview, you're not going to believe this uh, person who we got to be in the last episode. Well, guess who that person was that got to be in the last episode? I don't know. It was him. He, he played an, another version of himself. So oh. he was trolling everybody. But you never know because people can say, right. look, oh, hey, Michael Keaton's in the movie. But he's a dude like um, in the newest, the, the last Power Ranger movie they did where um, the original Green Ranger and the original Pink Ranger were in it. They're like, oh, they're in it. They're in a scene when they're they see people fighting and they're, and they're recording it on their phone. And they're going oh, and they point. So yeah, exactly. It could be any of that. It could be so much stuff. And you, I get why they do it. Um, I don't think they'll do that to us because there's so much of the multiverse, different things they're trying to bring into DC. And I think they're going to try and use it to almost uh, retcon some of the stuff that they have going on. 
because you know they don't, you know, I mean they appreciate the other movies, but so many people hated Batfleck that I think it's almost like they're going to try and use that to their advantage. I hope they don't because I do greatly appreciate all the ones that have come out, even if you hate it. You know, it is what it is. Uh, the latest Wonder Woman, not so much, but hey. Um, so the next one is the one that I wanted to talk about because. So if you don't know who, uh, I can't, I don't even know how to pronounce this, but it's, it's uh, Simu Liu. Uh, he is, uh, uh, he's going to be in the new, um, what's his name? Shao, was it Shaolin? No. What's the name of it? The Ten Rings movie? Ten, Shang-Chi. So he plays Shang-Chi and he's going to be in the Shang-Chi and the Legend of the, of the Ten Rings. Um, but what he is, most people know him for, you'll know him as the old, the, the son from Kim's convenience, which is on Netflix. Amazing show. I love it. So Kim's convenience was canceled, um, last year before, or earlier this year before they released the new season, which just came out. And what happened was, is he was angry, understandably, because he loved the show. He loved being on the show. And what ended up happening was is just yesterday he came out and he is just bashing production, going off on them because he said it's a bunch of white people. And apparently this is unheard of because he's, they're Canadian. And I guess Canadian, for some some weird reason, the article kept talking about how Canadian actors never do this uh, when they're like about Canadian TV. Um, and so basically they ended production they said the show's over and they're moving forward with the only white person on the cast for a, a spinoff oh, wow. so pe- people are mad about that but then he put the uh, the cast on blast saying well i never really felt like i was a part of the team blah, blah blah and it was just you know it was a lot it was a lot to take in so i just wanted to bring it up because um he's been up in the news a lot lately because he does not hold his breath he says what he wants and i think that's great I want him to be able to voice his opinion. Um, the one thing I do agree with him 100% is the BS part of, so the producers of the show own the rights to the show. So it is not produced by an actual company. It's produced by the producer's uh, company. Yeah. So it's not like an association with uh, with this uh, this company or that company. It's their own company. Yeah, it's their own. So basically they, they're not selling the rights to it so no one can make Kim's Convenience anymore. Yep. Um, and so it's funny is Connor loves this from Con Con's Cantina um, is the guy that plays the dad they call him Angry Appa well he was in uh, The Mandalorian Angry okay. Appa is the X-Wing pilot the Asian X-Wing pilot oh, the older guy that's okay. Angry Appa that, so he's he's that's the dad on, on Kim's Convenience oh my gosh so uh, like when he texts me when he saw it he goes Angry Appa exclamation point when he was the X-Wing pilot and I'm like that's pretty cool but uh, I wanted to bring it up, though, because it was a huge, long social media post. He did thank the other co-stars, but he said that he didn't feel like he was family to them, which I understand, you know, it's a difficult situation. And then he said that he started looking in L.A. for opportunities because he felt like he was being hindered. And so if you want to go just search, uh, it's S-I-M-U and then L-I-U um, is his name. That way, if you want to find it on actual social media so that you can... Um, uh, look at it because I think it's important to read because especially with all the Asian hate that we're getting lately, um, I mean it's died down hopefully a little bit, but I know it's still out there, and I think it's important to to know about what's going on in uh, in everyday life, even with these famous people that are being you know marginalized because you know they're not quote unquote famous kind of thing. So uh, 
the next thing we have is kind of we have a couple of kind of smaller ones, a couple of big ones too. But um, E3 has their full virtual schedule out. You can um, apparently you have to reserve a time to watch it or try and get in or something. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. But E3 is virtual. Um, I am hopeful next year it will return because uh, our Brewfest. We need to go. You need to come come up for it. August seventh. Yeah. Brewfest is in our town back again. August seventh. I am actually going to buy tickets uh, next Friday for the full VIP because you get a special, uh, you get a, uh, unlimited wine samples. They have wine too, so you'll like that part Ooh, about fancy, it. Fancy. On a certain thing, yeah. But um, things are starting to return. They have now returned to Coachella, so let's hope that it comes back to in-person because I feel like you don't get the full grasp of E3 without just being there. So, uh, and it also... I feel like E3 puts pressure on video game companies and other tech companies to be like, you need to hurry up and get this stuff done. Yeah. Because how often do we watch it and people are like, you've been teasing this game for three years. Where's the game? And you know, all of a sudden, magically, it may come out bad, but it yeah. shows up. Exactly. So, um, but and speaking of games, the next thing we had on our agenda was God of War sequel is delayed to 2022, but it is coming to PS4, which I don't think God of War has done before. When they come out with the next gen, when it's built for the next gen, they usually don't make it for the old console. They'll do something else for the old console. Yeah, but I wonder if it's for PS4 just with the whole kind of, you know, everyone trying to get their hands on a PS5. Now, granted, it's going to still still be next year, but it's like if it's only for PS5, you know, you may have guys or, you know, players that don't want to buy it because right. it's like, well, I don't have a PS5, so why buy it if I'm only going to get it on a on PS5, like I said, now who knows that may change, or well, maybe, and, or maybe they're just trying to hey, let's put it on both and see how it goes. And I do know most of the games now are not doing the free upscale because I know when um, uh, Spider-Man, oh. came, my, the Miles Morales edition came out, it had the free upgrade to PS5 because it came out right before or right yeah. when it dropped. So yeah. may, maybe that's why too is because you're not going to be able to do the free upgrade, so people will wait. I did see a funny meme. Is somebody has a shirt from 2020? I think it was. It's was like a custom PlayStation shirt that's worth more than a PS5 because it has like all this. It's like a branded shirt. Huh. And people are joking. They're like, "But I wonder if they'll be if they'll have more availability than the actual PS5." <laughs> Probably. So, you know, uh, uh, we have some more game news later. But I wanted to get into the next. The, I wanted to dedicated one section to the the Call of Duty one. But real quick, get in. So, Jupiter's Legacy was a show. Uh, uh, Josh Duhamel was in it. It's based on some comic. It's a more gritty superhero type thing. It's like a basically a Netflix version of The Boys. Um, but it literally, Josh Duhamel, I'm not going to watch anything with him in it anymore. Because I used to watch the show Las Vegas, which was on TNT, I think it was. I used to love it. Great show. Tom Selleck was in it on the, in the end. It ended on a cliffhanger. Like, it legit ended on a dead cliffhanger. And it got canceled. What happens on this show? They it, Apparently, the first season ends on a cliffhanger. I haven't watched it yet. And glad I didn't because they canceled it for season two while automatically moving to a spinoff called Super Crooks. It doesn't make any sense. There's a bunch of articles right now if you search Netflix cancels. Search Netflix cancel. And there's a couple articles out there that tell you why Netflix cancels stuff so fast. And I think... The big thing is, is I want to say the artists' contracts probably stipulate that they get paid while they're not being able to do anything else, because a lot of these uh, Netflix yeah. things films like consecutively. Yeah, 
And I mean that would that would make sense too if maybe your revenue's down or whatnot and you want to kind of cut your ties or it, anything anything like that. It's like yeah, or it didn't the season didn't do as well as they thought it would. So it's like you know what, just easier to just cancel it and, and go. And there's probably some stipulation too where if they cancel it, maybe not have to. It would actually save them money in the long run. Yep. Then paying them over the full season, yep. then canceling it before they begin filming and just pay them out. I, I, I can't guarantee there's some sort of contractual thing where they give a date. Yep. Uh, they yeah, probably have dead date. It, exactly. So that, that that I didn't even think about that. Man, that's a good point. Um, so whew, that I mean that is shocking. I, man, I'm, I Tim's coming in with the knowledge on that one. I didn't even think about that. Um, so we'll see what the super crooks involved. Because I mean, technically, in reality, it could be this all the same cast, just change the name and maybe shift focus. I know people were kind of like didn't understand it. Um, they may have gone too comic booky, which you know I get it because you know if a creator wants to stick to their thing and they put exactly what they want out on Netflix and it gets fails, at least someone in in the long runs like, hey, look, um, we can. Uh, we can basically, uh, we can have it to where like another person goes, I want my comic book movie made and this guy made exactly what the comic was. So I want to go to them, which I know is a big yeah. thing. It's a big thing for a lot of creators is, you know, famous example is Tim Burton. No one's going to tell Tim Burton how to make a movie. Tim Burton makes Tim Burton movies. Yeah. Yeah. He has and you get all of those guys. Quentin Tarantino makes Quentin Tarantino movies. Yep. If you get mad at Quentin Tarantino doing, oh, hey, that's not what I wanted, but it's your stereotypical Quentin Tarantino movie, well, that's on you. Same thing with, like you said, with Tim Burton and and whatnot. Yep. That's why you go to them because you know their style that they're going to make it in. Yeah, exactly. So we'll see what happens with that. The next one, though, Tim and I um, – I've been pretty busy this past week with work and whatnot, and Tim as well. So we haven't gotten to stream or play any games lately, which I am still enjoying Warzone. I am 100%. Because um, Tim and I play different. We're not about the Battle Royale. We play Plunder. We'll play a couple of the, the gimmicky games every once in a while and do pretty good. But um, a lot of guys are hating on it right now just because of the way the state, state of the game and, and the hackers and whatnot. But Battlefield has hired an ex-Call of Duty exec to build up the Battlefield experience. And what people are saying is, because Battlefield, rumor is, is there is going to be a Battle Royale function of it, very similar to Warzone, and that it's going to basically be a Warzone killer. Because Battlefield, uh, Battlefield 4 is arguably probably, the, everyone says, the best Battlefield out there. Yeah, I, I get I get between Battlefield Four and uh, Two Bad Company. Battlefield yeah, Two Bad Company. Bad Company was good yeah. as well. I didn't like the um, the one that was the the police officer one. It was iffy, but um, the, if they're going for a Call of Duty exec, that means basically, you know, I know they have non compete clauses and all that kind of stuff like that. But it feels like they're pushing hard at being like, hey, we're going to end it and. All the content creators yesterday got messages. They all got different messages from uh, the creators of Battlefield that spelled out a message. 
and basically they had to collaborate together to un- uncode the whole entire thing because <laughs> each cool. person got different portion portions. Stone yeah. Mountain sixty four is who I follow, who I get my stuff from. Who actually Stone Mountain sixty four, who everyone knows from Warzone, got his start and became famous because of Battlefield. Who, um, whenever someone subscribes to uh, to his channel on Facebook and becomes a, a, a sub, yeah. It says teamwork makes a dream work, and it's uh, Snoop Dogg because that's when he became famous. Is he played a charity tournament with Snoop Dogg, and oh. they were teammates. And he said teamwork teamwork makes a dream work. So, you right. know, it comes full circle. And he was about his famous videos that made him go viral were him with the calm voice changer, yelling at people like he was the actual commanding. He was the CEO, yeah. and that's what made him famous. That's- so. And I didn't even know that was Stone Mountain until right. just a little bit ago. I mean, not a little bit ago, but when you're, uh, you know, hey, you know, check out this guy. I'm like, yeah. I don't even know who the heck this guy is. Yep. Um, but little did I know, you see it the was highlight videos. The guy, yep. exactly from that, and I would just sit there and laugh because you get, you know, he's passionate about it. Yep. I mean, just because you know that's how a commanding officer is or whatnot. Right. But then you get like the other guys in the lobby, like, bro. Dude, what's what's this guy and then, on? And what's then, going? Then you get other guys that are, you know, right in on it. Yes, sir. Hey, you know, Echo Delta over here. Watch your six. You know, we got we got bogeys at uh, you know one eighty due east. You know, six clicks out, and it's like, dude, that's and you could kind of hear him like, oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, we, yeah, we do. Like, so oh they, man, they I didn't think you were gonna yeah. get, get into it. So yeah. it's actually funny just watching it um, and getting seeing so the other guys' I, I'm, reactions. I'm just excited they're gonna be doing this because uh, I haven't played Battlefield in a while. I, Battlefield, well, they they called it one or whatever it was. The World War One was. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like it. Um, it was just there was so much going on, and. Um, it started out for me very similar on the multiplayer, like Warzone has gotten at times where you can't drop in, you just get picked out of the sky, and that's not fun, yeah. you know? So, I mean, we'll see what happens, fingers crossed. It's supposed to have an announcement this month about when it's supposed to like drop. next week, like June 9th, I want to say. There's a rumor, it's supposed to be soon, and then whenever it drops is basically when... Um, Everyone's going to switch over, maybe. Who knows? We'll see. Yeah, I just I just hope that with all this hype in Battlefield, and they're going to say it could possibly, be, if they do it right, it'll be you know kind of like a Warzone killer in a way, or everyone's going to leave Warzone and go to Battlefield, which I'm sure they are in the beginning anyways, right. just to see what's going on and all the hype on it. And like I was telling you before, you know, getting this ex-Call of Duty exec, so this guy knows you know, how Call of Duty works. Now, who knows? He may not be able to bring, you know, all of his stuff over just because, like you said, a non-compete. But who knows? If this ex-Call of Duty direct um, or exec left three, four, five years ago and his non-compete is for three years, and he's like, hey, my non-compete clause is over. That's why I came to Battlefield. Let's let's roll it out. And maybe that's why he waited this long to come because he had to wait for that non-compete. Who knows? I don't know um, on it, but... I will definitely be checking it out, and like I was telling you before, a lot of these bigger streamers are like, you know what, uh, every week I kind of see on YouTube a snippet of like Nick Merckx or uh, Dr. Disrespect or, you know, some of, you know, Tim the Tantman, well, all those guys kind of play together, Um, you know, saying, I'm... I'm over Warzone. This is, you know, this is it just because they get in a lobby with a whole bunch of hackers because they're good. The streamers are good on their own, 
So then they get put in the higher end lobby. Well, the hackers are good because you don't have to be good. It does it for you. So they get good stats to get in the higher end lobby and then just, you know, kill everyone on it. And granted, they play, you know, the 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 battle royale type modes where me and you are mostly in the plunder, which you still get people that all what they do is kill. And we've been on teams like, oh, hey, look at that. I got, you know, 15 kills. I'm like, yeah. That's another point of the game. The object of the game is to get money, and you got, like, you didn't even get 100000 which is easy to get. And, yeah. You know, me and you are getting, you know, at least half a million, if not three quarters. And if you got a good game, you know, both you are, are, are hitting a million. It's like, dude, what the heck? It's like, yeah, we got third place, but the guy, you know, went for kills. Instead, I'm like, dude, if you kill him, go pick up their money. So you get the guys that can't hack it in Battle Royale and come to plunder because they're easy targets because the basis of the game is to get money. So you're not sitting there looking for people to kill. Right. So it's if you go to a place where there's a lot of money or a lot of chests that could get open and just start sniping people, it's like, you know, what you do is you get frustrated or mad. It's like, okay, do you know what? I'm 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 over it. So. Which which I get. There, are, I've I've watched a lot of the bigger streamers who say they do drop into plunder to warm up. It's mm-hmm. good for your sniping skills, which I'm fine. Like I see, I you, you can tell usually too because if you drop in, you get sniped, and then you drop back in and you go a different direction and you're not getting shot. It's because they're not paying attention to you. Yeah, they're not following you like you see these hackers do, where they they know exactly where you're coming out. So Next, let let's exactly. hope this Call of Duty exec makes the battlefield experience better than what Warzone's seeing right now. But I guess. Uh, the rumor is is that the '80s uh, stuff is doing so great that they're they're stoked for it. So, well, hopefully they bring, you know, with this coming out, they'll bring more '80s characters or '90s characters or whatnot. I have a feeling uh, they have something set up to where we're going to go back to where it was, and you know what I mean. I think they're yeah. I think they're going to do something uh, epic. Well, they they you know? have to, yeah. They 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 have to to keep up and keep that. Um, you know, the players engaged and in, in, in the game. But the best one I saw is on an 80s pack. They're like, hey, we need to expand like Robocop. Yeah. Now that would be yeah. legit. But anyways, we'll I, see. I digress. So uh, I just I just hope it comes on uh, on Game Pass day one. Yeah. Uh, let's Well, no, it's going to be they're going to have a free battle royale mode, I think. Okay, so that'd be, that'd be well. Good. Even if not, I still I'm, hope the other one's on Game Pass. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to expand everything out. I'm gonna have to freaking add terabytes you, to you, my you and me both. My Xbox. Um. And, uh. We also. So the next thing we have is we have a couple rapid fire because we're running behind. Uh. So Patrick Star. So he is getting Patrick from SpongeBob is getting his own uh show with all his family, and it makes me feel like it's basically um uh. Nutty Professor because it's basically Patrick is seven different characters, so I mean nothing too big on that. Um, Far Cry Six is coming October seventh. I don't know if you've ever played the Far Cry games. No, I don't. I, I know Far Cry Six because it's got um, what's the name from Mandalorian is the main guy or is the uh, character that you see on all over Jin- the Moff uh, Yeah, I can't remember I his. Yeah, but is uh and I I looked at some of the trailers. Esposito, and, I think his name is. Yeah, I don't know. I'll have to, you know, look at old gameplay or whatnot, and kind of see it's kind of Far, like a, Far Cry is like a like a Grand Theft Auto, Grand Theft Auto, but it's deal. it's yeah, it's got like a country, also, um, um, 
Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's Giancarlo Esposito. Um, but yeah, no, it's got a feel of like basically kind of a Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Yeah. So I um, mean, we'll see. Uh, I, I want to see more trailers for it because they've been they've been uh, rumors about it all like crazy. So yeah. Um, we're gonna go into a. This this part is not more about the Disney part, Disney pile, but is Disney related, but it is also entertainment related. Um, first of all, Cruella opening weekend sees thirty nine percent fewer viewers than Mulan on Disney Plus. I attribute that to people are not locked down, people are not staying home as much because they can track everything, and so they're already working on a sequel to it. They've already said it's it's already in talks. So that to me that means okay it did but it it probably did be- better than most things do based on the numbers of everything else being watched. Not gonna lie, all I've been watching on Disney Plus lately is Bluey, and then my son watches Out of the Box, so he loves Out of the Box. So you know, well, and this one, so I saw that I'm like, man, because everyone that I talk to has just like loved it. Um, granted, I don't talk to a lot of people, but that have, and then so I start looking at this. Opening weekend sees 39% fewer viewers than Mulan on Disney+. Plus. Right. Well, Mulan hasn't really been in theaters. Oh, and it, this one was in theaters, and Cruella, too. Everything's Opening, has been in yes. theaters. I Two of my buddies that. have watched it in theaters. Okay. So I'm sitting there going, okay, yes, but you're not accounting for the box office at the theater. Also, Mulan, a lot of people were locked down, and it's thirty bucks, right? For on on the Disney yeah. Plus, yeah. So then you got to think: Would you rather pay thirty bucks or pay twenty? You figure in a yep. matinee, ten dollars each, because I mean, I'm sure theaters are doing deals. Oh yeah. So what would you rather do? Well, and the thing Man. is, is even if it is more expensive to go to the theater and see it after you get your tickets, your refreshments, your popcorn, blah 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 blah, people want to get out. Yeah. They'll pay twice as much just to hate. We haven't been in theaters for over a year because it was Let's number go. it was Date number night. one in the box office, right? Exactly. And the other thing is, is Disney Plus. Yes, Disney tracks the numbers. They don't release their numbers. Correct. So this is from a, a third party outfit. Which everything when you see any Disney numbers, it's always from a third party outfit, right? Even when they say in the investors call, they don't say, "Oh, <clears throat> Disney Plus has." A hundred were over a hundred million. They don't give you the. They know the exact number. They don't give you the exact. They number. only tell you subscribers. That's yep, they, all they tell. Yeah, they uh, tell 100%. you percent subscribers. They could say, "Oh yeah, we got a hundred million three hundred ninety-one thousand and seventy-two. No, they're just gonna say, "Hey, we have a hundred thousand and hopefully or hundred million. What you know, ten right. million, and you know, next quarter hopefully we should get up to twelve million. Yeah, or whatnot." Um, but I saw that, and I'm like, oh, wait, no, that just doesn't sound... And then I'm like, no, wait, that's just on Disney+. Plus. So That's crazy. But I, I, but I didn't ev- even think about that. Yeah, but everyone that I talked to um, said, hey, go check it out. It's a great movie. Um, I heard the music is fantastic Con- in it. Connor from Kong Kong's Cantina flat out said, he goes, dude, because he, he paid for Mulan, and if you ever listen to his podcast, the very one of the very first episodes he sings will make a man out of you. And because he loves Disney just as much as we do, did he, he dr- did he dress up as her as well? He actually worked at Reedy Creek Fire Department. That's awesome. That's pretty cool, right? right? So for those who know, that's the fire department for Disney World. But um, uh, he he texted me as soon as he finished it, and he goes, "Dude, you have to watch it." So I think yeah. we're gonna try and watch tonight. But like he was like, "It's that good," and I'm like, "Really?" I mean, really? He's like, "It's that." 
that, good. And everyone was skeptical on it because with Disney doing their remakes or, or different, you know, one-offs, obviously this being Cruella. Right. Um, you're not going to get the true reaction until it basically comes out. And like you said, everyone was like, dude, like I got uh, two texts from a couple buddies. Hey, have you seen it yet? No, you, you need to take the wife and go to it. Whether it's in the, like I said, a buddy of mine, he went and saw it in the theaters. He's like, it's, it's awesome. You got to go see it. I'm like, well, that's, that's good to know. And everyone says, uh, you know, everything in it, you know, full first full circle is good. And I didn't put it on here. Even if you watch Cobra Kai, Stingray is in it, and I did not know that. Um, that's why. Well, yeah. Well, I was told by Connor that that he that he all he could think of when he saw that was me. <laughs> he literally said that every time he saw him, that's what he. That's funny. Yeah, and, that, and that's why he uh, rumors are is why he is not in the new season of of Cobra Kai. Correct. I think, and they said they're trying to get him back into it. So. Yeah. Yep. But, but I didn't. I didn't know that he he was in it. So I'm like. Oh, okay. You know what? I think I kind of know what guy because I think you see him on, on the trailers. Yeah, and apparently so. he looks like me, and you know, fat in the face. Well, there uh, you go. You have a Halloween if, costume if you, picked if, out. If, if you guys do watch it, let us know how you feel. Go to our link tree, l i n k t r dot e e slash fomocast gaming, and let us know what you guys think. Um, next, they have um, it, it's a docu series that's going to be coming to Disney Plus uh, July sixteenth called Behind the Attraction, um, and it's about the Imagineering, which so people that don't know, um, we're going to talk about it. Marvel's Avengers Campus did open, and there was Imagineers everywhere. Yeah. You would see them, and they were actually interacting with the customer, with customers, with the uh, people in the park. Customers. They're tenant customers. <laughs> but they were asking them, like, how do you feel about this? Because they released the new robot that does the acrobatics. The and yeah. it's, it's amazing. And that actually, did we put it on here? That was Grant Imahura's last project he ever worked on before he passed away. You know, I well obviously remember because he made it when he, he made away, Baby Yoda. <clears throat> he created Baby Yoda. Yeah, he did a lot of he's a huge. lot of so things. No grand- even even before like the um, oh the Super Bowl commercial with the Pepsi machine, or yes. Coke machine or whatever yes. it was that would spit it out. That was that was him. Yeah. So and you, those don't Grant was on um, MythBusters yep. and he passed away from aneurysm. Um, but this was the last project he worked on, and um, it's phenomenal and. This basically goes into that stuff, and I think it shows in the preview. It shows them going behind. It's a small world or something like that. I think, like when they show that, like the little clip they showed, it shows oh. them walking through one of the attractions, and basically it's like not running, and it's like darkish kind of thing. And yeah, yeah, no, it's it's awesome. It when I saw this, I'm like, oh wait, no, this is cool. So it's basically, I mean, it's called behind the attraction. So it's a behind the scenes walking through with an Imagineer. Um, and looking at just the behind the scenes of mm-hmm. of the attraction, so you get not only the behind the scenes of the attraction. So if you don't want to know how the Disney magic works, I'd probably steer clear from this. But you're in it not just with a you know a normal uh, uh, a cast of of someone or someone famous taking you behind. It's not like The Rock taking you through the Jungle Cruise. It's an Imagineer, and they know what's going on. They've worked on it. Um, so it's it's actually pretty cool. It says it's a first of the kind series. Um. Yeah, it takes viewers of the history of how popular Disney attractions and destinations were created and, and the changes over the years and how fans' obsessions continue to grow. This is the cool thing. Disney Plus has ordered 10 one-hour episodes of this in-depth series which feature interviews with people behind the scenes, including Disney Imagineers as fans as well. So it's not a half-an-hour thing. It's in-depth. It's an hour. At, that's, that's perfect. I'm glad it's going to be... 
um, at least an hour type, and that's 10. So, you know, 10 one-hour episodes, that's 10 hours right there. And like I said, it's going to be the popular attraction. So you get to see, I'm sure there's probably, you know, with being fans, you know some of it, but with Imagineer, they're probably going to show you a lot more or, um, you know, give you more inside into, you know, inside details into it. Now, the one thing on it is it does say it's uh, to debut on July 16th. Well, since I posted or put this on the agenda to now, it's actually um, not going to debut on July 16th, but it's still coming later this year. So okay. I don't know if there was something that knocked it uh, off in on the July 16th spot or whatnot, but at least it's just it's coming at a later date. So I'm still glad that it didn't completely get knocked off, but coming and. I, I hopefully there's more like this. I mean, obviously the Imagineering story was fantastic when it when um, Disney Plus first came out and got to see that. Where now, uh, you know, you could have more of these kind of behind the attractions and behind just different things. Disney is such a well. I do know they said something about. I think that there's uh, ten ten Marvel projects in post production, so you never know. They could be like, hey, look, we need to get this in. You know, we need to get these stuff lined up, kind of thing. So. Yeah. Who knows? But I am excited for it because the attractions, I love Disney. We, me, Tim and I love Disney. You know, if we could go every single week, I would go every single week. You know, if we lived closer, it'd be great. So, you know, but uh, when it does come closer, we'll let you know when it is supposed to drop. Um, but I know one person who is absolutely loving Disney right now is Bob Iger because he sold um, $98.7 million in Disney shares ahead of his departure from the company. It says to diversify his portfolio. It's more of the fact that it's going to drop when he leaves, guaranteed. Once Bob Iger is no longer associated with Disney, it's going to drop. No, exactly. And now is the perfect time to do it because you got um, Avengers Campus just opened up. Yep. So ticket revenues are going to – well, you had to make reservations or whatnot. But it's probably that, peaked. It's probably, that's probably that's peaked, going yeah. up. Cruella just came out. You know, that's – I mean, all of those, it may have a little effect on the stock, but – it's a little effect going up, and, and when then, you sell almost a hundred million worth it, um, that could be that little bit could be the difference between maybe five and seven, maybe even upwards of ten million yep. if you have enough of it. Um, so, and like you said, you know, hundred million diversify the portfolio. All what that means is he's a smart guy. He's going to go out and put it into other stuff and probably turn that. Hundred million into you know two three four five six seven eight you know who knows you know yeah. sky, sky he's gonna is, make he's gonna make a profit sky's that. the limit he could have a whole bunch of Bitcoin here and that's not even that's probably not even like his his parachute because I know they're gonna pay him out when he leaves too oh because he's, he's exactly and the rumor is is that him and Bob Chapek do not like each other so I know that the the board is probably gonna pay him out well because he saved Disney through this pandemic because. Obviously, the change happened right before, and then they reversed it because they couldn't deal with it. So oh, exactly, and he's brought Disney up to where it's at right now. I mean, he bought Marvel, he bought Lucasfilm, he's done a lot to get a lot of intellectual uh, property under and Fox. The, uh, yeah, oh yeah, and and Fox and, here, and Hulu and, and here's you know the, here's, all the ESPN stuff on it. I mean, he's brought a lot under that umbrella. And not so. even just that, but he has done it in a takeover style where people are like, oh my God, they're buying it, but no one's complaining because guess what? Yeah. Everyone's making money. It's not one of those things where it's like, oh, you know, this shouldn't happen. This company shouldn't buy it. No, he's done it. He's done it in a way where everyone's like, yep, um, it's all hunky-dory. Let's do it. So, Oh, exactly. And that return on investment is going to be quick. 
oh yeah, we spent four billion to get Lucasfilm. I'm sure they're probably seriously, you know, pretty close to getting that off. Or even if not, if they only are fifty percent off with that, it didn't take that long to get that fifty percent. And obviously, they've done a lot more with that. And it's like you said, have forked out some serious cash for it. But like you said, nobody's like, oh, we don't think it's the right move, or you know, yada yada. It's like, okay, yep, nope, perfect, put it in there, and let's hit the ground running because. <laughs> As soon as you get that, you know, it's like, oh, Disney got it. They're going to take that and just, it's all, it's already good, but take all, take that and run with it. I mean, look at all the Star Wars stuff that, A, the movies that have come out, but B, everything on Disney+. Plus. I mean, he's done, he's done a great job. So, I mean, we're going to see. Yeah, no, well, well deserving um, of that. And I'm sure nobody's going to complain. They may even say, hey, you know what? He probably deserves even more, but can't give him I mean, that much. He he deserves everything that he's getting just because of the fact, like you said, he's he's changed the game completely for for all streaming. In yep. reality, he's changed the game for all streaming. So I'm I'm stoked for it. I'm stoked for him because, like I said, you know, he's 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 changed the the landscape and he's changed it for the better. Um, and I know who else is stoked. Is anyone going to Hawaii? They're going to be stoked because. You don't have to wear masks outdoors at Aulani Resort anymore, which most of the stuff is outdoors at Aulani. Yeah, no, exactly. And remember when what Hawaii first opened up, I want to say a couple months ago, but it could have been even before that, that you had to go over there, and the first thing you did was 14-day quarantine. No, you don't get to do this. You don't get to do that. Playing to your hotel room or whatnot, you're 14 days on lockdown. And you heard people oh, they quote-unquote snuck out or whatnot, and they got fined or possibly arrested or whatnot, and everyone was making a big deal about it. It's like, but hey, you know, during this thing to protect them, and Hawaii, you know, has a huge tourist industry. No, we're going to do it right. We're going to make sure 14 days. So whether you come here and you just contracted, you know, COVID or at the end of COVID, we don't care. You're going to be 14 days. So that way you're not going out and, and spreading it. Yeah, we are open, but we're checking our boxes. Same thing happened um, in like New Zealand. Uh, and I know that just because they have a, a big wine industry over there. They did the same. They went completely on lockdown. You ain't getting in. You ain't getting out. No. And you also, you could only go, I think it was like three blocks from your house to exercise. Yeah. And but the, the difference is, I mean, they paid them. I think it was like $600 a week, uh, Australian dollars or New Zealand dollars, whatever it is. Yeah. Because I knew uh, one of my buddy's cousin, he did, a, uh, not a study abroad, a uh, internship over there. And when he was getting ready to leave, it was right at the beginning of them starting to go on lockdown. So he's like, I don't know if I could get out of here. And he had to strategically plan his flight path home because he's like, okay, I got to get here to this airport in New Zealand because they're going out. But then I have to go to like Germany or, you know, Amsterdam or somewhere like that because once I land there, they're allowing you know flights to go to this other place, but if I go over here, yeah, I don't. By the time I could be in the air and they go on lockdown, I land now. I'm stuck there yep. at, at this airport. Um, so he had to plan it back. Thank, thankfully, they were able to come back before that all shut down. Um, and then, like I said, when they were on shutdown, they were one of the first ones to come fully back open, no masks, no nothing, and basically a, a zero positive rate there mm-hmm. because they're an island. And like you said, they, you know, when you give people incentive, especially a, a monetary incentive, oh, heck, yeah, they're going to 
they're going to, um, A, they're going to take it, and B, they're going to do what they're being told to do. And, I mean, shoot, we saw, like, when we were still on lockdown, oh, hey, look, New Zealand, it looks like nothing's going on over there. You see the streets filled with people, um, not necessarily tourists, but locals with no masks, no nothing. It looks like nothing's going on. It's like, well, yep, there, there you go. So, but, yeah, it's interesting to see, especially Hawaii starting to, to get get back and, and relaxed, and especially Disney because I'm sure they'd be one of the last ones to actually um, – you know, open things up just because it is Disney. They'd rather be safe than, than to be sorry. And they don't want to, you know, a quote unquote spike there because, Oh, Hey, everyone was good. But you know, Alani just, you know, <clears throat> big out, big outbreak there. Yeah, exactly. Um, next we have, there was a fire that broke out universal studios, Hollywood on June 2nd at the minions ride. And did you see the crazy thing that, that- the fire that happened there when it was the Kong ride. Yep. Yeah. It was, um, what it say almost 13 years to the day after the large fire, like you said, with the Kong ride and, uh, did some of the, uh, a lot of the, the film vaults and the, uh, the town square were, you know, famously back to the future was filmed at, um, it was the day after, but, I guess it happened uh, right around midnight uh, that I saw the video. Well, I didn't see the video. Well, I saw the video, but it was posted right around midnight Mm -hmm. um, on a guy's Twitter. It was up a lot, like you said, near the Despicable Me uh, mayhem and and parking structure. And it wasn't – yes, it was a big fire, but it wasn't like a huge fire like obviously the one before. But it was was noticeable. It wasn't like, oh, somebody threw some – they were doing some construction work. They had some rags that had some flammable material on them. Guy was using a grinder or it spontaneously combusted. And right. it was localized to the dumpster. Um, like the one that, you know, one of the last ones at Disneyland when they were redoing or um, building Splitsville, they had a, a dumpster fire there. Yes. But this one, it was, you could see the flames and they were, um, you know, they were starting to get big. But I'm sure they, they got it out. But it was just crazy, the, the timing of it. And I didn't even think about that until it started gotten pointed out i'm like oh interesting yeah so hopefully nothing got too damaged but we'll see oh it's over there now open no attraction damage and fire right yeah so so they're they're back open so now it's time for the disney pile but before we go make sure we go linktree l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e slash fomocast gaming we're gonna end it strong with the stuff right here so Marvel, so uh, Marvel Avengers Campus opening ceremony with fireworks. They had it. Everyone loved Paul Rudd's uh, pink suit. Um, as we spoke, um, Anthony Mackie, we assume is his stunt double and like stand-in, came dressed as Captain America Falcon. Um, I think it was pretty awesome that uh, everything they have, just the way it looks. Um, uh, they have a bunch of different scenes. Like um, one of my friends was there yesterday. They have a scene where Black Widow is fighting uh, Taskmaster, and uh, Black Panther shows up. What I do really like about this is that when they show like people jumping up and flying, like you can see the cables. They're not hiding it because they want you to see what's going on. I think it's so that kids don't think that they can magically just jump up. But yeah. they are creating the scenes. Um, the the one that shocked me the most is the Spider Man one when he's doing tricks on the on the walkway. He's not strapped in, no, and he's 
two two and a half stories, three stories up, yeah. and he's doing flips, and then he jumps behind, and then they have the robot that does the big jump flip. Um, I think it's pretty awesome. I think it's also awesome that um, Scarlett Johansson. Um, apparently, it sounds like um, Chadwick Boseman even did stuff before he passed away, and uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Tom Holland, all their voices are included in the actual like dialogue. So oh, really? Yes. And well, there's there's a thing where you go to the little um, like basically like the thing is uh, Savvy's workshop, but it's where you build the little spider bots. Little spider bots, yeah. And they have a thing with uh, Tom Holland on the screen as as Peter Parker. So well, there's a lot of cool stuff there. And uh, Tom Holland's in the Web Slingers ride in the pre-show as well. I yes. believe he recorded. Um, uh, I don't know a little pre-show thing there with yes. him um, actually doing it. But it was funny. Because how I put with fireworks because everyone's like, oh my gosh, fireworks. And you get all the clickbait titles when they first announced this. There were articles that said, oh, fireworks now back at Disneyland Resort. I'm like, really? That's how I'm not seeing anything. And it's like, oh, well, because they got to let the public know or the uh, the neighbors know that, hey, there's possibly going to be fireworks from this time to this time. And it's going to last approximately this long. Well, it was for the opening of Avengers Campus. And it lasted, I think, all but maybe... 10 seconds if that um so it's not that fireworks are back you know they're not doing nightly fireworks at disneyland Mm -hmm. but all the articles you know you got to get that title to make you click and then you read it's like oh it's just for the opening so it's not going to be that long Um, but they did uh, a great job with um opening the campus and everything it had all the big wigs there um, along, like you said, with Paul Rudd, Anthony Mackie, John Favreau uh, made an appearance, and he introduced Iron Man, obviously. Um, Which they're selling an eight thousand dollar Iron Man suit there. Well, in Star Wars Galaxy, yeah, they have twenty five grand R two D two. Yeah, that's true. So, and you're gonna get all they got to do is sell one a year. Yeah, somebody will buy it. And you got to think they don't even have to like they probably tell you, oh, we'll ship it to you. Cause I think they ship it to your house. They don't even you don't oh, even get I'm, it when you're there. Exactly. It's be, okay. Where do you live? Here you go. It'll be there at this this time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, it's great and it's weird. It the the campus reminds me of Avatar Land because during the day it has one aspect of it, and then at night it's got a completely different with the lights and everything. They did it great. Well, obviously in Avatar Land, you know, you have the the bioluminescence or whatnot with uh, the plants and just everything in it, where this one, they could really make stuff, quote-unquote, come to life at night because they could use um, the lighting effect, which they can't during the day. One thing I thought was crazy is there's a show I saw that was the Dora Milaje, which is the female warriors from Black Panther, and she legit was spinning this freaking staff. It was insane to see. That show is... She She was killing it. And you could see she was actually, like, it was legitimately, it was a hard staff. It wasn't anything to play with. It was probably, it's not sharp on both ends like the real ones are. But, I mean, it was almost like they took a person, like, this feels like a movie set. Yeah. That's how good these stunt people are. It's basically like a Universal Studios stunt show. Yep. It's basically what it is. The yep. whole park is just a stunt show. Which yep. I guess they're, they're, they're doing photo ops with Wasp. And with Black yep. Panther, and Ant-Man. they're doing it with everybody. But I just thought it was insane. And apparently, they're saying the photo ops, where the actual like add the stuff to your photo, is even oh. funnier because they have the little miniaturized people running around. Oh, that's um, cool. So it's really cool. Everything they have, you know. Um, and the other thing that I like too is 
I wish we would have got it at uh, Galaxy's Edge is like how when they first came out with it for Galaxy's Edge, they were going to have like the droids going around a lot more um, interactive stuff besides just like, you know, the, the characters walking around. Or this one, like you said, you got the Spider-Man show and he's climbing and rappelling up and down. Yep. Um, which Deb, that stunt guy does an amazing job, he's, especially he's amazing. climbing down the roll after the the, the stunt uh, animatronic goes away. But like you said, then you got Black Widow and she's doing her show, rappelling and whatnot. Uh, Black Panther doing his and climbing up the wall where there's a lot of, and it all kind of seems like it centers around that the, um, I guess the Avengers Campus main building with the Quinjet on top that building, but they're actually doing. A lot of these stunt shows and they're doing them really well um so i'm glad that they didn't scrap any of that which i don't think they would but you never know with especially uh like galaxy's edge where there was some stuff that that they weren't able to do yeah um on it so hopefully hopefully it stays um but at least we got the the videos of it so we could always go back in and yeah. watch it and and they do they do it tremendous job i feel like they're gonna go they're gonna go all out for this stuff yep. because they want to make sure the 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 hype is still there because they're gonna get people back to the park yep. which i say by by uh september 1st we're gonna be 100 percent capacity at disneyland so you know by that time they'll be making stuff you know we'll see yeah um now this one i didn't read this one but i see it here so um the adventures camp is going to utilize standby queue to enter the land at disney's california adventure so they're going to limit how many people can go in yep exactly it's just like when galaxy ed first opened up where you had to oh, get, get the virtual queue line but i guess what they were saying is and kind of what i saw in red is people are going in but they're not leaving yeah they're just sitting there chilling because they don't want to leave and not be able to come back in or, yeah. or having the available to the, come back in the merch alone i saw one of my friends roxy uh she got the captain america backpack like a little female backpack a little yeah. small one and it's, it looks it looks so cool it's just right. there's just so much cool stuff there like they have the um the little web the web bot the little oh, spidey bot spider bots yeah. and they got all this cool stuff they sell yeah. there <laughs> it was funny a lot of people are saying yeah you go to avengers campus all it all it is um, is people chilling at the tables because they don't want to leave, and everyone walking around with the with the gong, yep. gauntlet coat yep. mug. That's all you see there because nobody wants to leave because they won't be able to come back in. Yep. Um, and then the Disney parks. I did watch it. The TikTok it shows the um, stuntronic, so it shows it without anything on it, and shows them because um, people do set it up. It has to get hooked to a rope that pulls mm-hmm. it and throws it in the air. But um, then now they have it with the actual Spider-Man costume on it, and it does different poses. It lands different ways. Yeah. Um, I think even in the show I watched, it showed it made him sound like he was crashing through a bunch of stuff on the roof. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Um, and and, and, and do, I mean, we knew it looked like it before, but especially in the Spider-Man costume, it looks, it looks, looks like a real looks, human looks, up there. Yeah, it does. Um, it says, walls down on Avengers Camp entrances at Disney California Adventure. Yeah, that's just because uh, before they had it blocked off, and now they don't have the, the walls up anymore for the cast previews over there. Uh, uh, by Guardians of the Galaxy because they kind of because it was a big street and they had the walls where you could just go through a little doorway. Now it's completely opened up um, to go through it. And like I said, they call it a campus, so it's like a college campus or a Google campus or whatnot. So when you step into um, the Avengers campus, you're you're in it. It's like a um, 
you know, it's not like a gradual shift into it. It's, mm-hmm. oh, you're by the Hyperion, which is where Frozen was at, and now all of a sudden, boom, you step into this campus and you're you're in the middle of it. Yeah, exactly. Um, they do have a new Web Slinger Spider-Man mural, uh, Downtown Disney. It's probably like their, their typical advertising. Nothing too crazy. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, Rise of the Resistance is down for two days at Disneyland. Yeah, so I guess it got down uh, one of the days, like halfway through the day or the beginning of the day, and they're like, oh, you know, most of the time they fix it and either open up that day or if not, they open it up the next day. Uh, but I guess whatever they happened, they couldn't fix it in one day, so it was down all the, the next day as well, which is interesting because I think this is one of the first times or maybe it hasn't been down um, as long as for it actually be down a full day. Um, hmm. I mean, not you know, as as far as a full day as me not opening and then closing right, yeah. as in no, we're not open at all. So it must have been something pretty serious, or maybe they needed a uh, you know to upgrade their firewall or or McAfee security on on, on, the, <laughs> on the system. You can't just simply well you know, unplug the router I, and plug I it do, back in. I do know a lot of the times, like people don't know, and that's a, that's a that's a free free flowing ride. A lot of things. Once once things goes wrong, everything goes wrong. So yeah. Which did you did you put it on here? The Guardians of the Galaxy ride. No, dude. It looks legit. It legitimately. So they. Um, this is off topic. We're 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 going through this fast. But um, the new ride at Disney World, the Guardians of the Galaxy ride, the car turns the direction of the track. So you may be going sideways. So basically, it's like you're getting sideways in a car. So like a spaceship okay. would actually do like on a yeah. roller coaster you're just going straight the whole time. This one actually the cart is on a track and then the actual cart can turn on turn. that thing so you can kind of go sideways into a turn. It looks phenomenal. So I can't wait till that opens. I want to go to see that as soon as possible. Um, they are testing boarding at all stations of Disneyland Railroad finally because you know that it'll only last so long. I think part of that probably is too is they don't want to stop too close to New Orleans because then you could probably get a sneak peek of the uh, Jungle Cruise. Yeah, that and like they were saying, they have a lot of uh, in the Main Street Station. They had a meet and greet, not meet. Well, oh, the characters that sit there the and welcome you in. Oh yeah, yeah, up there and and the their photo ups there and they were up on the. Uh, on the walkways yeah. there, but with you know, if everything still goes as planned, June fifteenth, a lot of stuff is well, everything is going to open or the the blueprint is going to go away. So yeah. they got to get ready if they're going to increase the capacity um, on it. So um, and then we so we have the they have a new Cruella virtual background available at Disney Photo Pass, which is common with they do these new movies and stuff. I think they did it for Raya and the Last Dragon in. Um, uh, yeah. Disney World, which is available now for everybody, so I will be watching that uh, tonight oh, too, go. probably. Um, then Disney's Photo Pass. Oh, so they have a limited time Photo Pass Plus one day introduced to Disney Resort. So I'm assuming you get all your photos for free. Yeah, take well, advantage of I that. Mean, I mean, uh, it's twenty bucks a day. Well, I mean, but the, but yeah, it's yeah, all yeah, of yeah, them. yeah. Once you pay, you get it, and it all starts it. at six in the morning. Um, is when you could activate it or when it gets activated and it ends at 5.59 in the morning the following day. So you get a full 24 hours, but you it doesn't overlap where you could get, um, oh, I got half a day today and half a day tomorrow. No, it's just one full day. And that's kind of how it, it starts and not. And it does not say for how long it will be available, but it's cool that they're starting to bring bring that back. Yeah, 
So we see uh, it, that just shows another sign going to it. And then uh, they're also adding uh, rainbow magic shots for Pride Month. So that's, it, you know, it goes along the lines of their, their new Pride line, which um, I've said multiple times. I like the fact that it's not an afterthought anymore. It's actually a design that they they took some time and do make the pride stuff look pretty awesome. Yeah, and they did a lot, a huge line. It's not just oh it's, hey, specifically just these. It's going to be for this month, just yeah. these specific ones. It's you know a, a a lot of things on it. Yeah, um, that you would normally see that you know maybe wouldn't have the the pride colors on it, or now they have that, so it's not you know you could get. Um, a lot more of just the generic things with that. Yeah. And so uh, we have that. And then the biggest news, I think, of everything was um, Orange County Mayor will reportedly lift masks. He did. He lifts all the mask requirements. Yep. And Disney World could go maskless. I have a feeling they're not going to. Um, uh, I don't think they're going to as fast as people think they're going to just because, you know, there is some liability stuff you know they don't they don't want to 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 do anything crazy and too fast. So we're gonna see what happens. No, exa- all it means is that they can. Yeah, um, and I so the next one, there's a bunch of stuff. So they yeah. removed the tribal dancers and the hut from the native celebration on the Jungle Cruise at Magic Kingdom, um, and I believe they have put a bunch of stuff in already into the Disney World one, which they're focusing on because I believe Disneyland is done. They're just doing the fine-tuning on everything, whereas Disney World, they still see them putting stuff in because if you stand there long enough, you're going to watch someone move something. Exactly. So, well, and they're keeping the ride open as well at, at Disney World. Yeah, and they did take um, pictures of the trap safari um, at Disney World in Magic Kingdom. I did see that. Yeah. They, where and they posted the pictures of it. Yeah, it's, it's up and live. Um the trap safari scene, which is the trap safari scene, is the guys, you know, the rhino. He's getting his point across with the guys going up the pole. Correct, and they um, changed to where now there's a, a female. They're not all natives. They're not all um, guides. They actually they're like more diverse looking, and yeah. it actually adds to the story. So there's a story behind it. I believe, I believe that scene has the daughter of the person who's on the safari that's missing. So um, yeah, it's all a part of the whole thing, and and each one of them have their own unique backstory, which fits in with to, with everything yeah, yeah. to the ride. So that that went up, yeah. Uh, and then the last thing is construction goes vertical at on Journey of Water, inspired by Moana at Epcot, which uh, I have from rumors I have heard Moana, uh, Epcot is just getting all these facelifts. They're getting all this stuff added. There, um, someone saw fireworks that they were practicing the other night. And yeah, everyone's like, wait, what's going on? Yeah, they were like, oh, man, it's, it's already getting worked on. And um, they're pretty much ready to go. Uh, I know the state of Florida is no longer in a state of emergency. Yeah. So that makes a big difference on what Disney decides to do. Um, like I said, there is going to be some safety uh, cautious type of people. Um, so they are being a little slower to just jump on stuff, which I a hundred percent agree with. It's a business. It's not, uh, just the park, but they have to make sure they protect the employees and everything like that. Um, and I know that they're trying to get things as back to normal in Florida as possible, especially with, you know, Paris being delayed, Hong Kong, all that different places having issues. So, I mean, we're going to see, and I hope that, um, I know Disneyland um, is moving very rapidly at changing because Orange County keeps going up tiers, and then um, 
apparently the governor did say that he's not going to remove the state of emergency, but basically Cal OSHA is now causing multiple issues. So I don't know how Disney is going to respond to that because after June 15th, you don't have to wear a mask if you're vaccinated. Okay. But Cal OSHA states, if you have employees working for you, all of them have to be vaccinated in order for no one to wear a mask, which everyone thinks is a ploy to have the governor override that so that he can get some favor with people. But um, I'm just excited to have everything getting back closer to normal um, and everyone being careful. Numbers are dropping. And um, I know I've seen a lot of people having fun right now at Avengers Campus. All my friends that are going today, share the pictures. If you go, tag us, share them on our page. Thank you all for doing what you do. Mr. J and all the people down south in Tim's area, thank you for listening. Glad to have Tim live in the studio yet again. Tim has to go. We're right on the limit. It was perfect timing. So uh, thank you all again. Like I said, Linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash FOMOcast Gaming. Um, and for the FOMOcast, I'm Chris. I'm Tim. And we will see you guys next time. Yeah.